The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. You were created in the image and the likeness of God. Have you ever looked in the mirror and tried to see God's image? What did you see? But yet the word of the Lord tells us we are created in the image and the likeness of God. We know that the word of the Lord is true. God wants you to see yourself the way you truly are, the way he sees you. Now, if there is any revelation that will empower you and bring you into a position of dominance through prayer, using your authority that God has given you, it will be these two revelations. One, to see God as he truly is. And two, to see yourself as you truly are, the way God sees you. Now that's power, made in the image and likeness of power. That's the title of today's message. Let's define what the word God means. It means supreme, almighty. Uh, The definition of God, he is supreme, a deity, one to be worshipped. Being perfect and powerful, he's full of wisdom, one to be worshipped. He is supreme and rules over all things. The God that you love and serve is so large. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. God is so large. We say God is in the world, but actually God is everywhere present. And he is so vast. He's so large that actually the world is in him. He is so huge. So he really isn't in the world. The world is in him. We must see him as he is. Then you will know for yourself that he can do anything. The one who created nature can defy it. He can openly resist it. He can refuse to obey it. He can open it. He is God. Please remember, all things are possible with him. As God becomes bigger in your eyes and your perception, then your circumstance becomes smaller, that you want him to resolve. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a blanket, or weighed the mountains on scales, and the hills in a balance? This is what Isaiah wrote about God. Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord, or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him, and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor is animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless. 
as less than nothing. With whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? Oh, Isaiah is tremendous and eloquent in his writings. Isaiah 40 and 26, to whom will you liken me? Or who is my equal as the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high. Who created all things? He leads forth the starry hosts by number. He calls each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Oh, Isaiah, please tell us more. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. He's not like man. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. This is who God is. We must see him as he is. That's Isaiah 40 and 26. He is the almighty, the supreme, the creator of everything. When Isaiah wrote Isaiah chapter 40, he was actually in exile in Babylon. The people were so desperate. They're held captive in Babylon. They sit by the rivers of Babylon and they weep and they cry, remembering the blessings that they had, the blessings of Zion. They can't sing the Lord's song in the strange land, they say. And they felt that they were away from God, but God was not far away from them at all. In the beginning, God designed the heavens and the earth without instruction. He is the beginning of all knowledge. No one taught him. He was not taught as we are taught. He is not mere man. He is God. What is it that you need God to do for you right now? He is God and nothing is impossible with him. And his word is full of power. Every word of God contains the force within it to accomplish whatever it is saying. The word of God itself is power. It is a force. It moves. It's an energy. It is the spirit of God that's contained within the word of God. Oh, children of God, this year, be fully acquainted with the word of God. You will be fully acquainted with the spirit of God more than ever before. Invest yourself in the word of God. If you do, you will come to know him in a more intimate way different than you've ever known him before, because the word of God is alive. It is a continuum. It continues to perform and it never ceases its performance. It continues to be active. It continues to move. The word of God is a living force. Maybe to believe this wholeheartedly, you need it spoken by an angel sent personally from God. The angel Gabriel in Luke one thirty seven brings a message to the mother of Christ. The angel Gabriel said, nothing is impossible with God. And another translation says it this way. No word of God is void of power. Oh, if you get that in your spirit today, no word of God is void of power. Oh, that will take your faith to a new level. Yet it's even said another way. In a different translation, no word from God will ever fail. God said this of us, let us make man and our image and our likeness. God wants you to see yourself the way he sees you. One may ask, if I'm made in the image and likeness of God, when I look in the mirror, why don't I see God? Oh, you're made in the image of power, all right. God made mankind and he gave us the most significant gift that he could ever give his image from the beginning. We were made like him. We were made in his image and in his likeness. 
So be sure every person you see, God made that person. And he loves the race of mankind. God never made any person that was not worthy of his love because God is love. When he said, let's make man in his image and his likeness, he gave us the best that he had. God wants to empower you today. And I'm going to give you the steps before I close of going on to another dimension of power. He gave us himself when he created us in his image and his likeness. I want to tell you a story very quickly today about something that happened one day and it enlightened me. It truly enlightened me about how God made us. I don't remember what the person on the other end of the phone was saying to me one day. I just remember how I responded and what God said to me. They were telling me some situation and it was terrible. I mean, it just sounded just difficult and stressful and and very hurtful. I remember that part about the conversation. I, I just remember what I felt by what they were saying. And I was in the house that day and there was a a phone on the wall in the kitchen and I was talking to whoever was telling me whatever their dilemma was. And after hanging up the phone, I remember walking through the house. I don't know what caused me to do it, but I went to the front door and I'm thinking in my mind, Lord, what is wrong with mankind? Why do we behave the way we do? What kind of creature have you made? Why is man like this? You know? And so just as I'm thinking this in my mind, I'm just outraged with whatever I've been told. I open the front door. And when I open the front door, the sun was so bright. It was just so magnificent. And it was shining right into my face. And it actually was blinding me. It was shining so bright. But at that instant, the Lord spoke to me. He said, there's nothing wrong with the creature. He just has free will. And when he said that, I thought, Oh, he said it with such a kind voice. It was so endearing the way he spoke. And he said it not only calming my spirit, but very sweet. And with an ushering type of voice, he said, you know, ushering me to himself. There's nothing wrong with the creature. He just has free will. Because God gave us his most precious gift. And when he spoke those words to me, he said it's so endearing. It was just so sweet. It was, and he said it in a way that let me know that he marveled at the gift of free will. He gave us the best that he had. He made us like himself. He gave us free will. Man has the right to choose to worship God or to go astray from him, to come closer to him, or to push him away and deny him, to follow and live by the word of God, or live in disobedience. God gave man free will. He gave us the most magnificent gift that he could give. He created man in his image and his likeness. God has free will. He gave man free will. And then later he sent Jesus after the fall of man, the second Adam, and he gave us his spirit. Oh, you look like him. All right. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. I know it's too much for some people, but I didn't say it. The word of the Lord said it. It says, ye are God's, my little children, and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Oh, God loves you, beloved. He gave you the best that he has. You're made in the image of power and the image and the likeness of almighty God. He gave you free will. And then he gave you his spirit when you gave your life over to Christ. If you can see God as a supreme over all the universe with all power and authority in his hands, the creator of all things, 
And if you see yourself as you are created in his image and his likeness, and now that you have his spirit, everything will change. You'll be able to completely humble yourself before him and walk in a state of humility where God exalts you and brings you into a new position of power and authority. God has given you his very best. He has given you his treasure. He has given you himself. He has given the beloved of God, Christ. Oh, God has given you his spirit. God wants to change your perception, the way you see him and the way you see yourself. When God changes one's perception, he brings them into a prosperous place. God wants to prosper you today. Now, I want to talk just a bit about what's coming forth in the church. The church is coming forth into a position right now where God is changing the perception of many in the church to have visions and dreams and prophetic utterances, to see him as he is and to see themselves created in his image and his likeness, the ones who are willing to accept it into their spirit and get a hold of it. Because I didn't say it. God said it. He says, yeah, God's my little children and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now, I know that's a lot to take in, but that's what the Lord says. Not the Internet, not me, the word of God. But I want to tell you the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of truth. Everything that he does is he parallels with the truth that is happening in this world. The spirit of God is moving powerfully as the kingdom of God is heading for its ascension literally on earth. Thy kingdom come. And so therefore, the church is going to experience signs and true wonders moving like a tidal wave through the body of Christ. This is what is coming. God wants you to see him as he is and see yourself as you are. So get ready, because when you see the image of God in yourself, then your perception will change. It cannot stay the same. God is raising up a remnant like he did with Gideon. Remember Gideon and the Old Testament? Are you a Gideon? God wants to put prophetic utterances into your mouth. Gideon was a nobody in his own eyes. His family was the poorest in all of Israel. And his family thought that he was the least important in the entire family. So how does a nobody like Gideon become someone that's a famous leader of a great army in the Bible? Judges chapter 6, the Midianites are enemies to Israel. They troubled Israel for seven years. The Midianites were mean and cruel to Israel. They were so cruel that the Israelites fled to the mountains. They lived in caves and, and every year, in caves and in dens, and every year the Israelites planted crops and groups of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and other nations would come and destroy their crops and plunder them. The Israelites would have nothing left to eat. They would even take away their sheep and their oxen. So many of these robbers would come on camels and they would come on their animals and they would strip the land until it was empty. So the Israelites became very poor because of the Midianites. Then the people began to cry out to God for his help. And one day the angel of the Lord came and he sat down under an oak tree. Gideon had been thrashing wheat by hand. He was doing this in the bottom of a grape press. He was hiding from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord came and said to him, mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. Gideon responded to him and said, stranger, 
Are you talking to me? I'm paraphrasing, if you will. Gideon said, if God is with us, then why is this happening to us? Where are all the miracles that our ancestors experienced? Why don't we see the miracles like they saw when they were brought out of Egypt? Now the Lord is throwing us away. He let the Midianites take everything that we have. Watch what God does. The angel brought the word of the Lord to Gideon. And the Lord made him strong. And the Lord sent Gideon to save Israel from the Midianites. God is sending you today. But Gideon replied, sir, how am I going to save Israel? My family is the poorest, the whole tribe, poorest and, and of all the other tribes. I am the least thought of of all my whole family. Then the Lord said to him, I will be with you and you shall quickly destroy the Midianites. And we know that in Judges 6 and 22, Gideon cries out because he knew that he had been visited by an angel of the Lord. So he cries out, alas, O Lord God, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. God told Gideon, don't be afraid. God raised Gideon up to be a man of war. Gideon became a mighty weapon in the hands of God. Even though he could not see it, Gideon's own name means destroyer. God sent him to destroy the enemy and fight for Israel. God wanted to change Gideon's perception of himself. God wanted Gideon to see him the way he truly is, the mighty and powerful God. God used Gideon and his army of 300 men to fight against the Midianites. Gideon was to see God as he truly is. Gideon becomes a major judge of Israel. Gideon united Israel against their enemies, and they came into power again. Gideon actually is written in the Hall of Fame in the New Testament in Hebrews 11. It's called the Faith Hall of Fame by many. God wants to bring you into a prosperous place by changing the way you see him and the way that you see yourself in relationship to him. God wanted to change. God wanted to change Joshua's perception of himself so that he could prosper him. God wants to prosper you today. And so God gave Joshua some promises and important steps. He said, my presence will be with you. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. God promised his power. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. His providence, be careful to obey all the laws Moses was given. Do not turn to the right or to the left, that you may succeed wherever you go. His provision, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. His protection, be strong and courageous, don't be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord promised to be with him. He said, I will be with you. Every place where you go, wherever you set your foot, Joshua, I will be with you as I promised Moses. Joshua 1.3, wherever Joshua go to conquer and occupy the land, God gave him the victory. I want to give you three steps to ensure your success. The steps that God gave Joshua. The book of the law must not depart out of your mouth. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate. The second step, meditate on the word day and night. It's a continuum, day and night. Night turns to day and day turns to night. So he said, meditate day and night. So do this continuously. And then he told Joshua, observe the law 
what is written. For if you do, so if you act on it, Joshua, if you will do what you are meditating on, if you will do what you are speaking, if you will act on it, Joshua, that's the third step. Then you will be prosperous in all that you do and you will succeed. God told Joshua, your enemies will not be able to stand before you all the days of your life. In order for a believer to be successful in life, he must come to the realization that he is complete. You are complete in Christ Jesus. God wants to take you to a powerful place. He wants you to see him as he is and see yourself the way he sees you. You are made in the image and the likeness of power. The Spirit of God did not take the place of Christ, of Jesus. He is God, the Holy Spirit, and he is fulfilling his ministry as God the Father directed him. The Word of God and the name of Jesus have taken the place here on earth. He said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world, John 9, 5. Believe in the light and that ye may be the children of the light. You are made in the image and the likeness of God. God has given you the very best that he has. He has given you his spirit. He created you in his image and his likeness. You have free will. The free will to worship God or to deny him. To draw closer or to walk further away. The closer you draw to God, especially in this season where we are right now, this is a season of power. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Those words are coming into full manifestation that the kingdom of God would come up on the earth in full manifestation with outwardly visible is what is happening. Thy kingdom come. Are there difficult situations and circumstances in the world right now? They are, but it lines up with the word of God. Everything that is happening right now is just as the Lord had spoken. No word of God is void of power. It will accomplish whereunto it has been sent. The word of God has been sent into this world to accomplish in this place where God has sent it. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The earth is coming to a place where heaven will be completely and totally reflected upon earth. The earth will no longer be a place of violence, of sorrow. There'll be a time of no more tears that's coming forth. As God brings forth the kingdom of God, as it comes into manifestation, the children of God are moving in greater power. The children of God are coming to a place of greater revelation where they see God as he is. And because you come into a place of revelation, God is changing your perception. He's changing the way you see him. He's changing your view of himself. And therefore, Your view of you must change. God brought Joshua into a prosperous place. When he told Joshua, meditate on my word day and night, Joshua. He's saying, Joshua, focus on the good. Joshua, meditate on me. Keep your eye on me. It's like someone saying, look, over here, over here, I'm over here. That's what God was saying to Joshua. Focus on me, Joshua. Keep your eye on me. Meditate on what is good. Meditate on the power, the magnificent power that I am. 
The Bible says that Joshua stood in the valley on the day of a battle and told the sun and the moon to stand still. Oh, God fulfilled his promises to Joshua. His enemies were not able to stand before him as long as he stayed in the word of God and it did not depart from his lips. As long as he meditated on the word of God day and night, as long as he acted according to the word of God, this is a position of power. Children of God, you are made in the image and the likeness of power. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.com. Dot O-R-G.